You are listening to a Commonwealth Bank of Australia Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. This podcast provides general market-related information and is not intended to be an investment research report. The information contained in this podcast is based on previously published material, and before listening, you're advised to read the full Global Economic and Markets Research Disclaimers, which can be found at combankresearch.com.au. Welcome to the Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. My name is Belinda Allen and I'm a Senior Economist here at ComBank and today I'm joined by my fellow economist in the Australian Economics team, Stephen Wu. Stephen, nice to have you on today. Thanks Belinda and good to be here chatting about economics. So it's been a busy couple of weeks uh, for Australian economic data. So we're kind of going to do a bit of a catch up as to the main data points that we've been watching and particularly what that means uh, for the Reserve Bank of Australia. So just for our listeners' sake, earlier in February, the Reserve Bank lifted the cash rate again by 25 basis points. There certainly was a hawkish uh, tilt to their tone and their expectations of further rate rises to come. We're going to touch on the RBA in a few minutes' time. Before we get there, though, we have had yesterday and today a number of prints on wages growth. So, Stephen, today we had average weekly earnings. Yesterday we had the wage price index for the fourth quarter. How did that data track? Belinda, so yesterday we got the December quarter wage price index and today we received the average weekly earnings um, for November last year. So uh, it's important uh, before we dive into these numbers to realise or understand exactly what each are measuring. So the wage price index is what we refer to as sort of a, a pure measure of wages growth because it abstracts from things like compositional shifts mm. in the labour force, in hours worked and the like. So typically um, for policymakers like the Reserve Bank, um, they focus more on the wage price index because it gives you that clear signal of wages growth. So that showed um, that the wages grew by 0.8% in the December quarter last year. That's a step down in the quarterly pace of growth from September, where it rose by 1.1%. So that takes the annual rate of wages growth to 3.3%. That was well below what we and others in the market had been expecting. And importantly, it's also below what the Reserve Bank was expecting as well. So the RBA uh, had recently just published their updated forecasts uh, from their statement on monetary policy. And they were expecting wages to print at 3.5% um, over the year to December quarter last year. Now, as it turns out, uh, it came in a fair bit below mm. that. It might not sound like much, but 3.3 is uh, a fair bit different from 3.5% and does suggest that we aren't really seeing any signs of that wage price spiral that the RBA is concerned about. It is very important when we talk about the outlook for the reserve and, and also how high interest rates may go just that difference in that wages print we did get out yesterday. Now, there's been a lot of, as you mentioned, some uh, differences in the various measures of wages growth in Australia over the past year or so. There's been some big compositional shifts in the labour market between hours worked, part-time and full-time. So the average weekly earnings started today, which is, I guess, a broader measure of wages, came in pretty much in line with the wage price index. That's right. So full-time average ordinary time earnings increased by 3.4% on 
over the year to November 2022. Uh, that's sort of broadly in line with that 3.3% that we saw from the wage price index. Um, overall, including part-time earners, um, average weekly total earnings rose by 3.7%. So as you mentioned, um, over the pandemic, we did see quite large compositional shifts in the labor force. That meant we did see a wide sort of mm-hmm. gap open up between the different wages measures. Now, the latest data shows that we are seeing those all kind of converge. So that essentially means to us that we are seeing those compositional effects really start to fade. Uh, it also means that we can be a bit more confident as well in terms of what we're seeing from the data. So we are seeing you know, wages growth around that sort of 3.5% mark. And that's going to be uh, sort of, I guess, what you might call, yes, the Goldilocks zone where yeah. it's not too hot but not too cold. And certainly the RBA uh, is going to get some comfort from knowing that uh, wages aren't growing by faster than what they had been expecting. And as you said, they did lift their forecast for wages growth uh, just a, a bit less than two weeks ago now in their statement on monetary policy. So they have now... They are now expecting wages growth uh, to lift above 4% uh, at the peak uh, and with that annual growth rate of 3.3%. It'll be interesting, I, I guess, in the, the March board meeting just how the RBA kind of uh, references that softer wages print because going into uh, the recent commentary, the RBA, particularly uh, in the minutes, had been suggesting that recent price and wages data had been exceeding expectations. So this was kind of the first time that we did see a slightly softer result. And I think that's going back uh, to that February board meeting when they did lift the cash rate by 25 basis points to 3.35%, which was widely expected. But what probably was less expected was, I guess, that forward guidance. They, they certainly shifted in a hawkish direction to say that further increases in interest rates will be needed over the months ahead. As a result, we did amend our central scenario for interest rates. We now expect a further 25 basis point hike at both the March and the April board meetings. So that will take the cash rate to a peak of 3.85%. Now, in lifting interest rates, it does seem, and that shift in tone, it does seem the Reserve Bank was a little bit spooked by stronger inflation numbers uh, from the fourth quarter, particularly stronger trimmed inflation data. So with that softer wages print, while we haven't amended our central case scenario for the Reserve Bank, it will be interesting just to see how uh, their tone or any messaging changes in that March board meeting. And what we've also seen recently is some softer labour market data as well. Yeah, that's right. So uh, both December and the January labour force um, survey did print softer than what we had been expecting and it did other than the market. Does that have any implications for what the Reserve Bank will be considering in their upcoming board meeting in March? It's a good it's a good question and you know it's one of the things that we've been wondering about as well. We did see a fall in employment of twenty thousand in December and then another fall of an eleven and a half thousand in January twenty twenty three. So two consecutive monthly declines now. And with that, the unemployment rates also started to lift. So it was 3.5% in December. It's now 3.7% in January. And it's actually increased in each month uh, since October where it hit its low of around that 3.4%. So it's hard at the moment to understand really what's happening 
well, it's challenging, I would say, to understand what's happening in the labour market. There are some big seasonal impacts going on in December and January. Uh, the Australian Bureau of Statistics highlighted that in the January uh, result. Uh, they said in January in particular, uh, there's a lot of churn in the labour market, so people change or start new jobs. And the ABS did note there was a number of unemployed people waiting to start work. So, i.e. they have a job, but they haven't yet started it. So, they were actually counted as being unemployed. So, there was quite a large number of those people. And if recent trends are realised, we could see quite a large lift in employment in February And one of the things uh, some Reserve Bank officials have said is that kind of February labour market print will be quite important and have a lot of informational content just to uh, where the labour market actually stands at the moment. We do continue to think the labour market uh, is loosening or certainly less tight than what it was over the second half of 2022 and we do continue to see the unemployment rate uh, moving up from here. Having said that though... The Reserve Bank did expect the unemployment rate to be 3.8% by the December quarter of 2023. So it's currently at 3.7%, so we're not too far off that. So with that softer wages print, uh, some volatility in the labour market, uh, it will be interesting just to see particularly how the upcoming consumer spending data is going to flow and also how the Reserve Bank, I guess, develops their messaging around the recent data print. And we have a lot of data coming out next week as well, don't we, Steve? That's right. So ahead of the RBA's March board meeting, we'll also get the national accounts for the fourth quarter of last year. We'll get also retail spending data uh, and also a lot, a lot of other sort of, I guess, partials, yeah. things like lending uh, and building approvals and the like. So there's only a lot of data that will keep the RBA busy ahead of their March board meeting. All right, Steve, thanks very much uh, for helping me run through our most recent thinking on the Australian economic data and and some things that the RBA should be considering ahead of its next board meeting. Thanks very much. Thanks, Belinda. Now, you can read our team's write-up of uh, average weekly earnings published on the 23rd of February, a wage price index published on the 22nd of February, the RBA minutes on the 21st of February and our write-up of the RBA board meeting on the 7th of February as well as the Labor Force release on the 16th of February at combankresearch.com.au.